0: All right, yo, 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 what's good? It is your girl, Drea G. And it's your girl, the Black Rogue, up in this piece. And we are The Grits. What's up? Welcome back. Thank y'all for tuning back in to us. I'm being silly on this end. Drinking on a little Prosecco. How we feeling tonight? Girl, I'm
1: lit, y'all. No lie, I'm tipsy as hell, so don't judge me this whole show. I've been
0: drinking literally all day. Lit like a candle wick. Likewise.
1: Like the three candles,
0: <laughs> the three week House, candles, housewives of Potomac. Y'all don't know about us. Right. Y'all not, y'all not on our level. Y'all can't see us. So what, what's what been going on, Tasha? What's new with you this week?
1: I literally just got back from vending. And mm. when I tell y'all I was lit as hell. So it was, I had a bad day. Like some homeless man, I feel like it was a homeless man. I ain't trying to stereotype the homeless people out here i feel like they stole my fucking hats i dropped some hats on the street mm-hmm. and i feel it in my heart i dropped them damn hats because they ain't here in the house it started off my day bad as a vendor
0: so you think these homeless people st- stole your hats somebody what? stole these damn hats i don't know who they, i feel like they did order
1: either the colonizers somebody stole my motherfucking hats
0: some, somebody did but at the end of the day you still had a positive outcome you had sales I was
1: making money and it was crazy because when I first started like it was this I was by myself so nobody was like checking for my shit so I was like damn is my shit even quality because people ain't checking for me and then this nigga came and he was handsome this dude like this vendor dude and he had real dope T-shirts and all that shit. Make sure y'all follow me on Instagram because I'm gonna shout them out. And his stuff was dope, but he got all these sales, and I was still not getting no sales. Mm. The next thing you know, my my cousin came, my friends came, and these random people saw me selling, so they was just like, "Oh, let me check out your shit." And then I got all these sales, and my cousin got me alcohol, so I was lit as fuck trying to sell them my merchandise, just drunk and shit ain't got good even this 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 little colonizer lady she said she was about to order some shit online because she said she want her little baby to rock my shit it was interesting my shit is like body positivity so i don't know about the little baby rocking titty shirts and shit like that but you know that's a new shit but you know i support you know as long as you buy my
0: shit i'm gonna get something for the baby so i guess exactly so that that's where you left off so you on a good note you made some money yeah. you got you you expanded your brand you got you expanded your demographics
1: right what about you how was your weekend
0: uh my weekend was cool now uh I did pull up and support you at mm-hmm. the very last minute <laughs> uh but what I wanted to say was my week was good. My weekend was great. But I did want to speak on a little bit of something that grinded my gears this week. Oh, Lord,
1: child. What happened, child?
0: Now, you know, we living in New York City. And when you you live here, you, you open yourself up to an assortment of things. Um, I almost got touched this week. Touch what the hell? mean by touch like the like the Holy Spirit or by somebody? No, not by the Holy Spirit. Unfortunately, I wish. Um, on one of the days this week on a train, and you know I really be having to pray about it before I get on there, but it was this man that really wanted to touch me, a homeless man. Oh Lord, and um. By the grace of God, another passenger on the train stood up and they offered the man some money. Okay. And he walked away. But my thing is, yo, New York city, we got all the crazy people. And I feel like, especially when it comes to riding mass transit, like we never know, people are crazy. Until the door closes,
1: the the homeless man almost touched you. Oh Lord Jesus, because you know you scary girl. So, Lord,
0: I, I I I'm not scary. Don't don't get it twisted. I'm from Oak Cliff. Like I'm I'm not afraid to to maneuver and go around, but you had to be there to see it because <laughs> everybody was kind of up in arms and it's crazy because after he bypassed me um there was another woman at the back of the train and i saw her wiping her hands feverishly or or feverantly because he must have touched her and been all in her personal space all right so that's oh, all i'm saying
1: if he touched you what what you have done child
0: I would have went the fuck off. And and that's just because it's COVID. It's past COVID, it's post COVID. And listen, keep your hands to yourself. Don't touch me. You would have fought a
1: homeless man. I would like to see that girl. I would
0: have cussed him out. I would have let him know, hey, you don't, you don't put your hands on people. You don't get in too close proximity to people. You know that's, what? That's what was happening.
1: That kind of remind me because I got homegirls in town visiting me um, from one homegirl from D.C., one homegirl from Cali. Mm. So one of my homegirls, when I was in Cali, like in June, a block party for Juneteenth, it was um, Park, or Leimert Park um, in Crenshaw. And this girl literally touched me. It was crowded and she was Mm -hmm. trying to step down and she grabbed my shoulder to assist her to step down. I literally checked the fuck out of this bitch. I was like, girl, you don't know who the fuck I am. Don't touch me. Mm. Like, I don't give a fuck who you are. And she stayed quiet. It was, I was shocked because I heard Cali f- people crazy. I thought she was going to cuss my ass out and try and fight me, but she was a bitch. She was scary as fuck. But Lord, I don't like being touched either, child. I
0: understand. So everybody, keep your hands to yourself. And on that note, <laughs> We are, uh, going into our pour up for the week. So we, this is our segment where we typically, you know, praise what we're giving a shout out to for the week. And then it's the other portion of that where we are blessing our hearts to the, to the less fortunate that don't have all their scruples, don't have all their marbles and, uh, we got to blast them for some janky behavior. So what's first up on our agenda?
1: Um, I want to pour it up to Cuts and Slices off of 90, 93rd Howard Ave in Brooklyn. Okay. That's a piece of spot that a lot of people been going to, a lot of celebrities. I just want to give them a shout out because I feel like they do great marketing. And I've been seeing so many celebrities showing up, so show many random people. They got long lives. They tried a pizza, but have you?
0: Yes, I can attest to it. And it is a black-owned pizza shop. And so they have like different slices or specialty slices that you wouldn't be able to get at a normal, maybe Italian spot, maybe like brown stew pizza. They have like jerk chicken pizza. Like they have a they have a plethora of different flavors. So the pizza was really good. I checked it out. I waited in line for about 2.5 three hours. Um, and what I checked out was the the chicken Alfredo jerk slice. And I think I got it was uh, like a chicken sausage of sorts. It was pretty good. Black owned, mm-hmm. check it out. If you're in Brooklyn, you you like pizza, come check it out. So number two,
1: I want to give a shout out to um, so Brooklyn first Saturdays. The museum is having a celebration for the Caribbean community. So it's going to be a lot of different Caribbean vendors at the Brooklyn Museum. So I just want to shout out to all my West Indians out there.
0: Shout out to them. OK, what that's what's up. This upcoming week is first Saturday. So it's the first of the month. And so history related to Caribbean community, Caribbean culture. So if you're in the vicinity, if you're visiting, come check it out.
1: So number three, I just want to give a shout out to um, FWF. It's going to be an NYC block party on the third. And also PBO is only going to be a block party or event on the fourth. So for PBO, PBO, um, you can check them out on Instagram. I actually went to an event when I was in Ghana earlier this year, and they throw amazing events. It's a lot of Afro beats, very cultural. It's popping. Like, if you want to meet you, a, a African king, they're going to be out there. So shout out to them.
0: And number four on the list. So we got to shout out our auntie and our one of our not I'm not going to say ancestors because that's a lot lot. on number four on the list is Miss Tina, Miss Tina knows. And so I'm shouting her out and we're shouting her out because Miss Tina is how old girl. I don't know how old her ass is. I love her though. I don't know how old she is. Miss Tina is 69. Oh, And, and Miss Tina is starting over. And she's not afraid to start over, you know what I'm saying? So recently it was uh, announced that her and um, Mr. Dennis Lawson, her husband were uh, splitting up in reconcilable differences. I don't know, Uh, but she just teaches us that, hey, at whatever stage that we're in, if we're unhappy,
1: leave. Oh, I, you know what? That's the, that's some real shit. I mean, I, hopefully I can get through one
0: mayor. She's been through two already, child. Honey. And she's of the mindset that, Hey, if it ain't worked over here, I put 30 plus years in over here. And if this, if this one over here ain't acting right, he acting up and we ain't even been 10 years in. I got to cut him loose. Well, how you know he didn't call for the divorce?
1: You know, how you know both of them didn't call for the shit? We don't know. We don't know the whole shit. I know he was looking at porn on Twitter, but I don't judge him. We all be looking at porn, so I can't judge him. But so he was let, liking shit on Twitter So, and shit. So
0: let me ask you this, because I'm curious. It, it, you know, because as long, you know, he's, he's a healthy, red-blooded man. So what I want to ask you, was it... Uh other porn. What about other porn? I'm confused, child. I don't want to this shit. Like gay
1: porn? Nah, he was looking at like well, he was looking at lesbian porn, because I was watching what he was watching on, on like, don't judge me. But he was looking at lesbian porn, bitches eating each other out. And then he was looking at like niggas fucking bitches. So I didn't see any like man on man type of porn, but so I did was- see some
0: So it's normal, regular type shit. Yeah. Just nigga type shit.
1: Yeah, but he was liking it on Twitter. So that's why people was like, sir. But he's older. You know, old people don't know. They don't know the shit. Uh And then he, uh, like, I think he deactivated his account after, like, people uh, was telling him, sir, you a freak. You liking all kind of freaky shit.
0: Well, I'm going to say, Miss Tina, she may have been a little bit hasty. I mean, I don't know. Wait, what was my Hasty? You think Miss Tina was throwing it back?
1: You think she was a freak, or you think she was kind of
0: like timid, or you think she was conservative for shit? I don't know if, if Miss Tina is throwing it back, and I'm not gonna throw no disrespect on her name. So watch, watch how you come for Amy. Throwing that back is disrespectful. I don't think that's disrespectful. I do. So, so. I thought, okay,
1: girl, you from Dallas, girl, you conservative, <laughs> but
0: oh, oh, triple D. Uh, anything that's triple D triple X, we not that conservative, uh, just FYI. But what I'm, what I'm going to ask you is, all right. So if your man was liking other women stuff on social, would that be an issue? No, I wouldn't give a
1: fuck. Cause I mean, it's social media and niggas probably look at porn all the time. Like, it is what it is. True. As long as you're not out there uh messing around with other women.
0: As long as you're not being in the street
1: as long. Or a man these days. You know, I don't judge, you know. Um some man be messing around with men, some you know, everybody shit. Yeah. I mean, as long as you don't mess around with anybody if you're committed to me, shit.
0: Right, right on. Okay. Okay, so moving right along. And number five, well, we are lastly uh pouring it up to toasting up to is Bia. Bia, Bia. Bia, female rapper just dropped an EP this week and it's called Really Her. I mess, I fuck with Bia. Just like two weeks ago, you had people like fab in the news for saying, hey, female rap. Everybody talks about the same thing. Bia is a prime example of the the variety and the diversity that's going on in hip hop right now. It's not no bars just talking about her physicality. uh, You know what she's got going on between her legs. Like she really spitting bars like harder than most men. I want the men in hip hop to come a little bit more or come with a little bit more originality. We know that there is a plethora of talent and diversity out there. You listen to the shit? I did. Okay. You, said, I so. fuck with, I, you a
1: hip-hop girl, girl. I don't be listening I to shit am, like
0: this. I am. I'm a hip-hop girl, but number two, like, I really fuck with Bia because Bia's not a girl where it's just on some girly uh just talking about her body or just talking about men like she got bars she she's boring girls you know she no, I ain't
1: gonna lie like I like Bia but at the same time I'm not you know bored. she gave me she gave me I got this soap in my in my bathroom melatonin she gave me melatonin vibes like she very like I be about to go to sleep child to her ass like I, I love
0: I love Bia from her swag uh, to her personal style, to her bars, to her delivery. And that, again, different strokes for different folks. You don't be going to sleep listening to her? Mm. Okay. All mm. right. So that's going to bring us to our, bless your heart. You know, we from the South. So when we see something that's not really normal, or we got to call it out, we got to We got to say something because we see some that's a bless your heart.
1: Yeah, y'all. So the first uh, we're going to bless our to the whole state of Florida y'all. and You know Florida with all these laws that they've been passing lately discriminating against you know especially people of color Wow, trying to remove black history from textbooks and from education.
0: Wow wow. So
1: I just heard that they are trying to teach these kids that slavery has benefited people and especially black people in America. I'm like what the fuck? And how has it uh, benefited us exactly. And, all right, no nothing. It has not benefited us, but that's something that I heard that they're trying to educate mm. our children on. And I just gotta like rebuke mm.
0: the whole state of Florida. It's always something going on with our backwards ass cousins. It literally is like DeSantos, like I don't I don't know what else to say. Like uh Florida they also uh, believe in the stand your ground. Like they got a bunch well, of that's shit.
1: That's all the South, child. I feel like they believe that shit.
0: Yeah. All right. So, second person oh, that Lord. that we, you know, we gotta we gotta give a bless your heart to. It is.
1: Mayor Adam Shaw, like in New mm-hmm. York i don't know if you like the man i I didn't like the man when he said that uh we didn't return to office like i said last episode he'd be in a camera like he did he he'd be at every party in new york city like child so just recently i heard that he gave orders for immigrants to leave shelters under a new rule that they have in new york city it's like a 60-day shelter rule um it's like a whole migrant crisis going on here in New York city. Mm. And like, I just feel like he's not being good in terms of managing all the stuff that immigrants are going through in New York city. You know, like with Texas like during, I think one of those last year when it was uh, sending immigrants to New York from Texas. And so his best way to handle it is like, okay, y'all got to figure it out, you know? So I, I just want to bless my heart to him because I don't really, like, fuck with him like that.
0: Yeah, I guess his thought process is like, okay, well, Texas has denied you all the way. I'll let you guys come here and you can figure it out from there. I don't know. Who knows? But uh, Mayor Adams, we definitely got to figure it out. Okay, so... We want to bless our hearts to the alien. <laughs>
1: The aliens for making themselves known in America. Why would you want to come to America? That's why I want to know. Why would you want to come to the to to the world? Well, they didn't come to America. Did they come to America or just the whole world? I don't know where they was found,
0: but why would you want to come here? It's 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 a hot mess out here. They definitely didn't come to America and if they did, they didn't put it in their GPS. Because what was that? What was they spotted?
1: I don't know what country they were spotted in, but I, don't, real I don't know.
0: But it's very hood here. And yeah, I, I did see the commentary to where they were like, yeah, well, we found remains and like, listen, like remains like what? <laughs> like, like what? We did a, We need video. We didn't documentaries on this shit. Is this what same- they look like. Is this like men in black, like the the creatures that were making coffee, like or like, what do they mean? There's the people that look like us, child, cause you know men in black,
1: they have people look just like us. you know, like people at our job that don't they look a little funny. They could be aliens, girl. We don't know
0: they could be. It's a lot of people that are real funny looking that could be aliens. But you know, who are we to judge? We don't know. we We don't know.
1: I heard somebody in the comments talking about it. they wonder what they taste like. I was I cannot. Somebody, they chicken. taste like chicken. They probably <laughs> do
0: taste like chicken. They
1: probably taste delicious if you fry them. I don't know. You know, we we will figure
0: out more to come. Right. We just, we're just going to have to, uh, you know, just kind of stay put and let that unfold. So, you know, from POA to, to, to bless your heart, that's what we got going on this week. So that is going to bring us to our Southern Sound Off topic of the week. Talking about the different kinds of attachment styles. This was a sermon at church. But beyond this being a sermon at church, this is an actual study. And it's a theory on attachment styles. So this is some type of psychotherapy. The whole premise of this topic. That I got from a scripture that I I recently encountered, and I thought it's so interesting. It just was basically talking about different attachment styles that we adapt to when we are young and, and small. Uh, we typically get them from our parents. That's our first interaction, our first introduction with it. Okay. And then through that, it plays out through some of the other relationships that we have, including our romantic relationships. But what really stood out for me with it was just like love languages. We all have different ways that we perceive that we receive that we act out, we emulate to others, right? These things. All right. So let's kick it off. So in kind of looking at this topic today, you know, we're going to look at, you know, what are our attachment styles? You know, how's that impacted us for the better or for the worse and you know, how do we move forward in our lives uh in a proactive way? All right.
1: We're to get deep to with y'all.
0: It? Yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get a little deep with us because I realize, especially with this day and age that we're in, I feel like we're all living in a, a social world to a degree. So I feel like that makes us less inclined to deal with each other sometimes on a real, in a, in a real personal way. What do you think, Tosh? Well, I think you know. All right. So let's get into it. Okay. So according to the psych center, a psych.com there are four different attachment styles. So the first attachment style that I will kick it off with is secure attached. So what are some examples of someone that is secure attached or a child that is secure attached from their parent? Okay, secure attached looks like it's quiet assurance. All right, ability to regulate your emotions, easily trusting of others. Effective communication skills, ability to seek emotional comfort, comfortable being close, and comfortable in close relationships. People are, are on a lot more stable ground, stable footing, and this stems from some of their initial relationships with people close to them, their parents, all right? So they have that secure attachment. Both parents, perhaps in a household, but they they know exactly where they're nurturing, their discipline, all those things are coming from.
1: So number second, um, a form of attachment is avoidant attachment. So that shows up in persistently um avoiding emotional or physical intimacy feeling a strong sense of independence uncomfortable expressing your feelings and dismissive of others and number 3 uh anxious attachment so that comes and shows in terms of clingy tendencies um highly sensitive to criticism Needing approval from others, jealous
0: tendencies,
1: and difficulty being alone.
0: Okay. So that's anxious attachment. And that's number three. And so the number four and the final style of attachment is the disorganized attachment. And what that looks like is it's it's anxious, disorganized attachment and it's defined as having extremely inconsistent behavior and difficulty trusting others, says Peoples. Children with this attachment style may seem confused, okay? So what that looks like is fear of rejection, inability to regulate emotions, contradictory behaviors, high levels of anxiety, difficulty of trusting others. And then lastly, or one of the last few are signs of both avoided and anxious attachment styles. So you get a little bit of mixture uh, in that last one, some different things. I feel like we wanted to talk about this because just like love languages are important attachment styles and understanding how we perceive things and what they really are and what we receive things to be are completely different. We said secure attachment. We said avoidant attachment. We said anxious attachment. And then we said disorganized attachment. Okay. So numerous different ways. So, based on these four examples given, what are our attachment styles?
1: So, I guess I'll start off. So, um I have two different attachment styles. The first attachment styles, I feel like in terms of dating and my personality wise, secure. So security is more of my dating style in terms of my personality and I'm very trusting in general. And the second one is more so of my friendships and my work. I consider it's more disorganized because I feel like as I'm getting older, I'm disorganized in terms of my lack of trust of outsiders. What about you?
0: That's interesting. So you feel like you're secure with within your love life. And then you say you're disorganized within your friendship life. Yeah,
1: and work life, yes.
0: Okay. So you'll have to expound on that. For me, um, and I know I'm gonna sound like a mess <laughs> to people out there, but um if I had to be like really real and really real with myself, because that's the most important thing out of all of this. I would have to realistically say that uh, my styles based on those examples would be avoidant and disorganized. So even when I look at back at those examples, avoidant means um, anxious, avoidant, are words of the same insecure attachment is defined by failures to build long-term relationships with others due to inability to engage in physical and emotional intimacy. And then lastly, disorganized is defined as having extremely inconsistent behavior and difficulty trusting others. So how
1: has relationships um, and romantic attachments showed up in your life, Dredgy?
0: For me, it's different. Uh, My parents separated when I was a very young age. And throughout that young age, I was left to kind of deal with some of uh, the fallout from that the The lasting effects from that, and so those are the the two areas that I resonate with more how it showed up for me in my life and relationships, having expectations of friends, of romantic partners when it comes to things that are important to me. So whether I'm talking about a birthday. A job anniversary, I don't care. Any number of things. I, I want you to to be there and support me and whatever that looks like. I have expectations typically of people that are in my life, whether we're friends, whether we're, we're romantically uh, involved. And when you don't meet those expectations, yeah, it's gonna have some some negative uh, impacts and some results, um, that could look like me punishing others or dismissing others that don't meet my certain expectations. What that could also look like is me withdrawing myself, wanting to be independent of others. And when in fact, you know, everybody needs people. And finally being a people pleaser, sometimes even in those two different spheres in behavioral patterns um being a people pleaser until someone does something that displeases me so i are really, a people pleaser I am uh yeah I am to a degree mm. yeah just meaning that I I don't want to disappoint people if I can show up for people how they will want me to show up for them, I want to, um, and even just with some of my own responses, yeah, I realize sometimes that I can lean towards people pleasing versus it being something that I'm genuinely authentically owning, just like all oh, like, okay, this is me, this is how I feel. No, sometimes it's other people's opinions or feelings that may shape that. What about you? For
1: me, uh, because I said earlier that I'm very on secure attachment and also disorganized. So in terms of secure attachment, I feel like that plays a part in my life. I'm very much of a hopeless romantic. Because with secure attachment, you're overly, you you know, I'm very much into communication and that's a part of secure attachment, as well as it's like a you have a strong trust in others. So with my romantic life, I'm always believing that anybody that I meet is the one. Like I'm that friend that always has that fairy tale, which is a hot mess. And um, for example... I was talking to this like dude from Philly. Like I re- wasn't really liking him like last year, but he was like so persistent child. Like he was on me, like on me. So I finally gave the man a chance. And because he didn't really communicate correctly with how I, I'm i so used to overly communication it didn't work out like he probably thought I was annoying. But at the same time, we was just not meant to be because we weren't at the same page in our lives. But also he was just terrible at communication. Um, but that's one example. Um, and then also, like, I feel like when relationships don't work out, it's easy for me to be alone. I'm so used to it. Like, I, I don't I always blame it on me being a Gemini. Because I can get over somebody quick. Like I may be sad for a week or two. After that, I'm on to the next person. Um, and that's a part of secure attachment. Like my best friends always says, "Girl, like I be sad over people for a minute, and you just be moving on so fast." I even had a home girl, uh, before that was paying rent for a man child. She was dating this whole man. He had a whole damn roommate and she was paying his rent um, because in behalf of a love. But I won't yeah. do those things, child. I just think because I'm secure attachment. Nah. That's just not tied in to what I am.
0: I don't even know if it's more so secure attachment as more so just being like when you have standards and you feel like you are worthy of whatever it is that you desire and even if you don't feel like that all the way but you know that what it is that you're accepting is subpar those are indicators and i feel like how you feel internally is always the biz the biggest indicator and the biggest indication of how you feel and and how you decide to move there on,
1: and then um outside of secure attachment which is kind of contradictory um they also mentioned this disorganized attachment which is like based on not trusting which is kind of contradictory but I'm also that but I'm more so that in terms of my career and my friendships I feel like at this stage in my life as I become older I have this you know, thinking of life is short. So I don't really trust people, like new friendships, um, even my job. I'm like always worried and how that has played a part in my life. Um, I feel like I have a, a necessity to prove that I'm successful. Um, I have anxiety at work. Um, if I feel like I'm not doing great. I was mad at my own alumni at one point here in New York City, because, well, all over, because I feel like they always showcase people that are popular, people that are in entertainment, that are doing great things. They don't ever showcase people that, maybe behind the scenes that are doing great things, because I feel like I have to prove myself in my career that I'm amazing. When the when reality is, I know I'm not amazing, but it's like a sense of improvement. And then it also in terms of disorganized uh, attachment, I have a lack of trust of new people. Like I'm a people's person, which is kind of crazy, which is a part of a secure attachment. But when it comes to having people in my circle and trusting them and hanging out with them, I'm just like, I don't know you like that. Like, I don't know if like I can trust you that I could... Be with you and feel comfortable with you telling you things that may be deep to me. So I kind of keep my circle small.
0: And that makes sense because I mean we can't we can't trust and confide into everyone that we keep around us and um that we want to put in our inner circles. Um, like you said, you feel like you're good on discernment. And and maybe for someone else that's struggling in this area, maybe that's, it's, it's not a good point. I've dealt with that, like in some earlier stages. Earlier stages of just understanding my worth. It may not just be me. That may be a lot of people. But when it came to really starting to, dig down and do some work for myself and within myself. There's always people that are going to desire you and that are going to do X, Y, Z, but it's important for you to do the work within yourself so that you can have some discernment and that uh, you can have some clarity with regards to what's really meant for you and the things that are speaking to you and when God is speaking to you about the things that he wants in your life, that was a big part of even wanting to, to have this, this, this discussion, because I feel like in this day and age, this space, we get so much thrown at us.
1: So in terms of, you know, we talked about all these levels of a different levels of attachment Um do you feel like in your life is it showing up in healthy ways or creating blockages?
0: It that's a that's a double-edged sword, and it's it's um it's a little bit of yes and a little bit of no. One thing that I could say: recognizing your patterns and having a strong sense of self-awareness are their first steps to understanding if something is having a positive or a negative effect in your life. After seeing these things about myself, after understanding that this is maybe how I'm prone to processing things, well, what can I do better so I don't internalize so much so I can be a better partner, a better friend? by accepting the way that I attach on the things, how I hold on to things. Um, so that's one thing, first and foremost, recognizing my patterns and taking accountability with that and figuring out, well, how can I be better within that? Right. Um, you know, so, and then number two, as a disorganized attachment, I might move, and in past, this has happened. I've moved with less intentionality. And that's when I was a little bit younger. And now that I have some a little bit more age, that's different. What do you mean by that? I need some examples. In past, I might have moved with less intentionality. And when I move with less intentionality, and that's what anybody... We're going to attract less of what we actually desire and what we want in our sphere and our space, Mm -hmm. because we don't see it. We're not, we're not really moving within anything. So what,
1: what happened? Like, was it somebody that you had a experience with?
0: Yeah, there's definitely, I feel like, especially being younger and before coming to this space, there were a lot of things that maybe didn't work out because I wasn't emotionally mature enough to be in that space. Maybe my discernment was off, but yeah, for sure. So it was people that you dated. You have
1: any particular person that you kind of like knew that he wasn't the the one for you? Um, that you just didn't see it or.
0: Yeah, I, I did. And, and discernment, it, it comes in different ways because there was somebody that I dated in past that I really liked and I thought they'd look good on paper. But if I really put it down on paper for myself, it really wouldn't add up you know, what looks good on paper for somebody else. If I put pen to paper and I try to tabulate it and calculate it for myself, it wouldn't always make sense. And then there were people in my life to where maybe I didn't see it, but they saw with me or they, they wanted to do everything in their power to try to make it work with me. And it, and even with that, it just didn't. So. And then
1: I, why? Because it was because of you or? It, you didn't so see listen, a future? listen,
0: listen. It's it's because I didn't, it was a whole myriad of things. I didn't see a future. I didn't see a future with me. It just, it didn't work out at the end of the day. And it's, it's I don't need to explain and go into it much further. It didn't work out. If you're in a place within yourself where you understand what you got going on, if you have a good understanding of yourself and you know where you are in that space, you're going to attract what you want, what you need. And when things are not straight or when it's not clear or outlayed to you, then you're going to go maybe for a What's not in your sphere or or what you wouldn't normally gravitate towards to or what is healthy for you
1: right? I guess and for me, um in terms of you know if it's making healthy ways or creating blockages, like I feel like you know because the secure attachment is a lot of positive that comes with that, but yeah, that's a positive attachment. But at the same time, if you're dating people that is not also um, secure attachment, then this is just going to create toxic um, behavior. Um, And I feel like I have dated tons of men that are completely opposite, that are not secure attachment in terms Mm. of providing that communication that I meet. Also, um, people that are not trusting um, like I am I'm a very trusting person it was just kind of crazy you know it's like females out here that always be jealous of dudes and be like or just be jealous of the women or just be like thinking that they dudes gonna cheat I'm the type of person where I give men like I trust them it mm. was just kind of crazy when I meet some dude but I always feel like oh I'm that that girl um and so they prove me otherwise but I meet dudes that are very like it's crazy dudes out here can be jealous of females um well that's true and they're like really toxic and i bet dudes were crazy i remember i dated a dude before back in the day and this dude like he met me dressing like how i dress with how i my body i wear like crop tops and and jeans but i'm very curvy and as soon as i start dated a dude and the dude started like really feeling me like he was hating on how I was dressing and then the nigga kind of got like what do you call it like verbal abusive on me talking about you ain't all that you dressing like that sir like I ain't about to tolerate this shit because I know who I am and then I also had friendships that weren't also secure attachment um but it can kind of work in terms of friendships, because I'm the person that is constantly communicating to a friend. And I may have friends that are not like big on communication and it can kind of work. But some, if you're a person who is like really like, like you want your friend to be like equally yoked as you, it may not work. But with me, I'm like, I don't really care. Um, also the second, when I said earlier that I'm a voidance, um attachment it has showed up as being unhealthy because it has caused me to have panic attacks I remember like it was like a couple years ago my grandmother passed and I was at this job that I could not stand I was literally having panic attacks probably like every day on that job where I felt like I was having a heart attack um I felt like I I was really going through some shit and a lot of people wouldn't they don't know to this day um, But that has kind of like showed in terms of creating blockages.
0: I had a panic attack recently. So. Oh, Lord. I mean, real shit. And, you know, uh, to some of the things that you're saying, you know, it's important to have your network. And um, if you can't build or you can't expand expound on certain things with the people in your circle that is an issue and those are things that you gotta take a look at
1: Um, and then they said that a lot of people said that panic attacks are rooted into depression which I think it was studies showed that and I think that was probably true it was just something that internally I was battling Um, and I think it was because of you know when we talk about avoidance and stuff like that And it's, like, the constantly worrying. And I felt like I was constantly worrying about, like, my job state and where I was in life. And I think also, you know, at this age, you know, me not having a partner to, like, put some of that burden to, um, it causes more stress. So I felt like I was, like, going through um, depression without even knowing it.
0: My question now, having a better understanding of these styles, more description, all right? Understanding that everything flows from you. How do you think we can move forward and be more self-aware in our own relationships and knowing, hey, these are my styles. Now, the person that I'm dealing with may not necessarily embody these styles. They may not interpret. They may not. uh, These things may not resonate with them. All right. But. How how can we move forward and be more self-aware in our own relationships and in the scheme of things?
1: Well, I feel like the utmost thing um, is therapy i feel like therapy is like really big in terms of it can really help you mentally like see where you're at at this point in life
0: are you currently doing therapy
1: you know i was i stopped because my therapist was not the shit my therapist
0: i, I want to find a therapist like I, I had a i just found one girl off of a uh, tompkin's child we got to see <laughs> i got her business card we about to see you know i want to check her out too because i i i realized especially as a, a like it's very important and you don't have to have everything figured out but sometimes it is good to have a sounding board right
1: so like i feel like therapy um like i said it can just help see you where you where you're currently at mm-hmm. um and then it can like i have a bet my best friend is like she went to um she got her she just got her graduate degree in psychology so Mm -hmm. that's her main goal in terms of being a psychologist and she's going through internships right now so she's going like i don't hopefully she can be my therapist one day Mm. if not it's fine (laughs) because she there she's my therapist for free a lot of times but right um, so also therapy can like kind of like help you clear your eyes on things they they you know therapists are not supposed to tell you you know what to do what path to go or like give you like advice advice but they're supposed to, you're supposed to be the person that supposed to find clarity in a lot of things um so, but so in terms of these things like you know I was talking about my little different issues that I have um and with the panic attacks and all that stuff therapy can help treat that and help me figure out okay what's the pinpoint of this depression you know what's the pinpoint of you know why I'm having these panic attacks and how can I resolve that
0: Right. And really kind of looking beyond further than your partnerships that you have and looking more so about the interpersonal relationships that we have with ourselves, because more than anything, the relationships that we have with ourselves, how we treat ourselves, that's going to color everything else that we do. And so. Even to add to that, um, I think that having some emotional intelligence and awareness about ourselves is uber important, you know, more important than a lot of the things that we place emphasis on because those are the things that really allow us and help us to take inventory of ourselves Because if we're not taking inventory of ourselves, how can we grow? How do we get better? How do we gauge our growth? We don't. Right. Um, So we have to ask ourselves questions and we have to challenge ourselves and understanding that ultimately we can't fill into nobody else's cup unless our cup is filled and we know what we're filling it with. All right so i know that i mean we've talked about the need for therapy and how that can uh possibly help you to kind of dig deeper and figure out a solution but even aside from therapy it's it's really in uh analyzing a little of that ego complex that we have and i don't know about you tasha but I, I suffer from it really bad, mm-hmm. and um, it refers to an exaggerated sense of self-importance, wherein the individual believes themselves to be better than others and has a need for it. external validation and recognition.
1: Oh, now, wow. now you up there think you everything, child?
0: No. I'm not going to say all that, but I will say that with some of the relationships that I have, the ego can get in the way of things and and sometimes not in the, the healthiest way. And when we start letting ego complex really get in the way, it's like, I feel like that really has the ability to impact our relationships um how we move forward in them healthily uh just a number of things so who have you been
1: dating that where your ego got your your all that stuff got in the way child like who have you been dating like what happened like was it like a screaming match or you had like i need some examples
0: okay well yes i definitely have had those situations and sometimes i feel like when we've had situations to where we know what we don't want. we're a lot more clear and sound on the things that we do want and the things that are gonna feed us and and make us a little bit more whole but yeah man i've I've had i don't want to say knock down drag out, but for example a man or some men that I've dated here, you know, I felt like I, my ego complex had to, had to rise because I was dealing with people that weren't seeing me for who and what I thought I was. And so anytime where we got a disconnect, like it's just not gonna be a good situation.
1: What if my lady wasn't seeing you? I need, I need, to, I'm, I'm lost right now, Judy. I need to know, like, why mean, wasn't they seeing? Okay, you? so you ain't giving us the real tea, okay, child. We want the so, tea. so.
0: Meaning, if you're not treating me like I see my self worth and my self value being, if if you got a a different idea of how you could treat me, well, that's an offset right there, because. If the way you treated me is not in alignment with what I think and and the things that I need, all right, we are already at a, a gap.
1: Okay, and again, again, Dre G, you not answering the damn question, child. I said I need some details. I understand the treating, but how? What was he doing? Not treating you like well? I need to know exactly. Was he well, just taking Applebee's? Was Applebee's ain't treating me well? No, personally?
0: not not even Applebee's. Uh, whether it's it's you thinking that because you got X Y Z going for yourself, you gotta you got some good sex or whatever, like that you can get away with not taking women out on dates. Like those what? are s- some things. You and had those-
1: men smash and they, they didn't want to take you out on dates afterwards.
0: Like what type of shit? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, that. now don't get it twisted. No, I'm simply saying like they're after to really maintain it. And yeah, I, I mean, I have. And I feel like, especially like New York men, um, they can ring your phone. They can do all, all this, that, and the third. But for example, yeah, they just not doing enough. It's not doing enough in line to where I see myself. So if I have these standards, if I have all these things in my mind where I've done the work, and I'm saying, hey, you can't come to me, just offer a meal, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, those are real things, and that's the whole point of even having this discussion tonight, because just realizing, um, how we receive love, um, how we interact with it and and deal with it in our personal spaces and then how we want our, our partners to treat us and how we want to receive it. Um, those are all very important things to kind of take note of because everybody in our life, our friendships, just because Tasha receives and and is able to be open in one sense, that doesn't mean that her friend and her counterpart can do the same thing. Um. So all that to say that it's good to be cognizant of where you are, and and where your partner is, because self awareness for anything is key. You know, period. For 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 career, for love life for 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 how you want your friends to treat you, if you not treating yourself in that same fashion fashion or taking inventory of how those things make you feel when you don't get what you want or what you need, I mean it's it it it's all imperative, and it it all goes back to feeding you ultimately, righty. So that was a good discussion for us tonight. So that's
1: gonna take us to our grits pick of the week. Um, so I just want to give a shout out to Jalen Brown. So if you don't know NBA news, um, Jalen Brown is uh a grit and he's from Atlanta. Um, and he's been playing on the Boston Celtics for about, I think, nine years. So he yeah. set the record um last tuesday for the richest contract in nba history um with a five contract a five-year contract at 304 million dollars wow 304 yes and you know what he's not even the most talented player on that damn team he, and ain't he got all no. that much
0: money a 304 back in the day meant a hoe. that was in my
1: but you know what anyway
0: with god get millions and more
1: though (laughs) yes and then with god anything is possible because this man he's he's a good player but he's not the most talented player i personally feel i also feel like boston celtics had like extra money because they're not playing all they're not paying all their other players a lot of money and then he's kind of like you know he has good chemistry with Tatum. He's just a good player with having good chemistry in the locker room. And I know that takes takes a while to have good chemistry. Also, it takes, Mm. like, you just don't know. Not all players have good chemistry with each other. So I feel like that's also why um, Boston Celtics gave him all that money. But at the same time, he's a black man, and I support everybody that's black. So I'm just happy that, you know, he's making all this money. So I just want to give him a little shout-out.
0: Okay, so he's been in the league for eight to nine years. Yep. Isn't he like a young little guy? I thought. I mean, that's his first. I don't know if that was his first team. It has to on. be his first team. for but sure. But he's been there for a minute. Okay. So that's his first team. Okay. Okay. So shout out to Jalen, fellow Grits. Good luck with that. Get your money. Don't leave none of it on the table. All right. So that's going to bring us to our, our gym of the week this is just regarding a little valuable tip we like to give to our listeners. And so for this week in tandem with uh, the message where we are talking about the way we react and the way we respond to the people in our lives, the gem of the week is the more clarity that we have on ourselves, the deeper the relationship, the deeper connection that we have with ourselves, the better we are, and the more prone we are to to select the right people to be in our lives at the right time. Period. Uh, whether it's a, a romantic partner, whether it's friendships, whether it's a job, when we're when we have a lot more clarity, all right, uh, discernment about what's going on it makes it a lot more clearer for us to again pick a job, pick a partner, make choices for our life that are going to impact us in healthy ways. The better off we'll be. Because right. why? You can't you can't fill anybody else's cup from an empty cup. All righty? And that brings us out Make sure you go check us out all streaming platforms Apple uh, Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Podbean, YouTube, uh, Gritson and City You can visit us and check out our episodes and our website content there. All right, y'all, stay tuned.